I can make a fake snake. You do not pee in the pool. You do you, you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself is clean. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where myself, Eric Donaldson, a wrestling fan of over 30 freaking years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, Ryan Murphy, who has never watched wrestling, we talk about the backstory, we watch the match, Ryan attempts to predict the winner, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly, as a window into the mind and a showcase of my co-host, the man of a thousand compliments... The Soul Skater, the Mater D of Mad Drama, the Tampa Bay Topsider, the Living Painting, the Talent, the Local Treasure, Ryan Murphy. How are you doing today, Ryan? Good. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Local Treasure himself, live in hedonism for just what a what a day. I've been looking forward to this all day. Have you? Yes. <laughs> Why is that funny? Well, like anything, any like specific reason why? Because I like doing this show. <laughs> Ryan, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I don't want to start this off on a, on a bad note. I'm just going to yeah. soldier for us. So welcome, everybody, to the finale of the Rumble Arc. That's sure. right. So the first time we've ever done this. See, that would be why you're probably looking forward to this, right? Yeah. Now. Okay. We've we've spent the past three episodes building and building and building to what? We don't know yet. thought last episode was the, like the peak. Oh, it hasn't even yet begun to peak. Ah, okay. When you, when I peak, you're going to feel it. Okay. Trust me. But this is the finale. So, so again, last episode was just also... Check out the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was also just building to this this moment here today. So um, very, very excited, very happy uh, to be to be joined here with my friend and co-host Ryan Murphy. Uh, but before we get into the wrestle talk, did you have something you wanted to say? You had yeah. an expression on your face like Did that. I? You yeah, you did like I don't <laughs> I not yet. You no. made like a, a meerkat peeking out of its hole. Recently? Like just now? Yeah, just like when I paused. But no. you don't. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Mm. All right. Couple couple quick non-wrestling topics. We do have a lot of wrestling to talk about here today. This is probably going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Again, finale of the Rumble Saga. We want to do it justice. Ryan and I are both committed to the quality of this Absolutely. program. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. But before, before we get into that, uh, quick two things for you, Ryan. Just to kind of set the mood, do some ice breaking. If you never listened to this program before, we are available uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcast. I said iTunes, but Apple Podcast, um, Amazon. I don't know what they call their podcast thing, but we're available there. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Speaking of that, uh, are you still not on Facebook? Not for a couple of weeks. I've been, I've been off for a couple of weeks. Sure. Okay, so you're not on Facebook. Correct, yeah. Uh, question question for you yeah. about this. Is it because I kept bothering you to like us on Facebook? No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, that's good. Second, follow-up question. Yeah. Is it because I kept using your Facebook photos for uh, shitty podcast projects on Microsoft Paint? Uh, I saw that one. Um, <laughs> was there others? I mean, there's been a couple. <laughs> there's been a couple. And that was my main resource for Ryan Pitt. Was it? I could just send you some if you want. I still have. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. But yeah. like our, our logo, well, our old logo, not our, our current logo, but our old logo had which, your uh, soul patch. Which in it. picture was that? Just out of. Did I take your goatee from? Yeah. I think it was you and Greta in the mountain area. It was, it was one of the few like head on shots of, of you. I have it saved on my computer. That's I can pull funny. it up if you want. I still have the original document. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it came from that. Oh, just a raw drawing, like no, no, I don't, I don't, no, I don't have the freehand capability for that. That's I, nice, I, yeah. I, uh, I cut it literally yeah. from your face and put it on. That makes it even a little bit. Our little, little smiley man, or the old logo. Maybe again, if we have some uh, merch, merch available in the future, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll sell the the class, the hardmark classic yeah. logo for for people. Um, okay, so it's neither of those reasons. No. That's all that I care about. I mean, do you want to get into the reason no. why? Or, okay, then we won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we won't. Because that's how you develop a, a strong podcast partnership between you and your co-host. You don't pressure them about things that they don't want to do. Uh, they, if they say no, you have to respect the laws of consent, uh, social contracts. You want to get into it? It's not very exciting. No, I don't <laughs> okay. want to get into it. No, I, I have no interest. Yeah, okay, I, I'm okay. not actually okay, pressing yeah. this. I'm just saying for anyone, any aspiring podcasters uh, out there who's thinking about <laughs> making money with their podcast on Anchor, which you can do with no minimum listenership, by the way, uh, <laughs> you uh, don't want to pressure your podcast partner into, right, into right. things they don't want to do. Um, okay, good. Well, I'm glad to, glad to get that settled. I didn't want any any guilt yeah. or burdens on, on me for this purpose. Um, second question, totally unrelated to that topic. Uh, this is really going to separate the men from the boys. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, when you make boom, boom. Jesus fucking Christ. We're talking about poop. Okay. So you poop sometimes, I imagine. Hopefully. One. How often do you poop? This isn't even my question. How often do you poop, Ryan? What's your schedule look like? Once a day? Uh, yeah. You don't sound so confident. More than once a day or less? You, no, the way you be, said it, it would, makes me sound makes like, it seem like less. Once every other day? Like I like it's usually like once a day, but like sometimes not. Need less. Sometimes less. Once every other. But day. never. But not more. Not usually. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I'll poop multiple times in a day. Yeah. Not every day, but sometimes it does happen. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Well, when you are when you are making uh, uh, making some brown, yeah. Uh, <laughs> question for you: Do you when you wipe? Presumably, you wipe when you wipe, which is not with a bidet, which we <laughs> established a couple episodes ago. Uh, do you wipe standing up or do you remain seated? Uh, standing up. Stay, okay. Yeah. It's like a low a low yeah. sort of squat sort of thing. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. We're both a couple of squatters. That was normal, but I I learned on Reddit that that people are pretty. Uh, <laughs> One way or the other, like it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a little, uh, it's a little divided. Um, it's like a 50-50 split, I've yeah. found. And I, I've never understood how people could remain seated. Mm-hmm. I, this is also, of course, coming from someone who has uh, large haunches. Like I've got big, thick, meaty thighs mm-hmm. and pillowy lips, but that's not relevant to the conversation. But I've got big, thick, hun-like thighs, big haunches, big booty cheeks here and so the idea of trying to like snake my arm to wipe my butthole is is cumbersome 
very cumbersome. Teaches their kids how to do it that way. It seems like <laughs> I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But. Uh, so okay, well there, well there you have it. So anyone who is looking for a little bit of insight, uh, you know, you don't have to tweet me about it. We just we just got the answer to the question, Ryan. Do you think you develop that, or is that taught, and then you just stick with it? That's okay. a good question. I don't know. As someone who does not have children, I am not a great. Uh, reference for that, but people people with kids who are listening to us right now, do you do you part the way that you wipe onto your children, or you just kind of let them figure it out? I mean, you'd have to you'd have to show them how you, you have wipe. some guidance, I guess. Like yeah, but I don't know if you develop your own strategy for. See, I would think let's let's break this down a little bit more. <laughs> so, if you're a kid and you're wiping, it's probably a little bit easier to wipe. Remain remaining seated, like when you might want the kid to remain seated for the like cleanliness purposes. Maybe they can't like reach the floor, so they like right have to kind of. Uh huh. No, that's <laughs> what I agree. Thinking, yeah, like, you don't want like the, their their little feet are dangling off the yeah. toilet, and so then you just hand them the toilet paper, and then they're just kind of going to town. But they're nimble, they're flexible. But that would be everybody would start out that way, like. Well, and then the, and then the truly to, advanced among right. us figure out like, oh, there's a better way right. of doing this without, you know, cranking my neck and back around. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Honestly, like just up a day should be like installed in every day. I, I, I have no idea why that's not a thing here in the U.S. I don't know. It that's, doesn't make any sense. Like The Japanese the have f- got it figured out. Europeans like fucking like. mm 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 Okay, that's what you you've taken that a bridge too far, my friend. European bidets are horrible. Oh well, I know I I do I I, I do understand that the Japanese have the best like. Yeah, it's not even close. Setup. Do you I, know what a European bidet is? I, I still don't know specifically what a European bidet. Do you know the difference between a Japanese and a European? No, bidet? I don't. So, but they at least fucking have one. They do, yeah. but it's completely impractical. So a Japanese bidet is like built into the toilet. Yeah. It's a little nozzle, yeah. and it shoots right into your butthole. Mm-hmm. And if you're a lady, it shoots into your woo-woo. Mm-hmm. That's how it's designed. And there's settings. There's a butthole setting, and there's a woo-woo setting. And you can pick, and there's like uh, different heats and strengths. And it's it's fully customizable, and it's uh, amazing. It's the best possible product you could ever buy outside of a showerhead that is removable. Yeah. But a European bidet, which I was uh, confronted with this when I was in Italy before the pandemic started last year, it's it's a butt bath. It's just a bowl. It almost looks like a second toilet, but without the top part, no tank. It's just a bowl with a plug, and the idea is you're supposed to fill this bowl with water, and then you're just supposed to, like, dunk your butt and wash your butt out. Dude. So it's like, what's the fucking point? There's what? a shower. Yeah. Just hop what? in the shower if it's that bad. Are you are you serious? Yeah, you're. That's what a European I, bidet is. I've never used one to be honest, and I and I and I, and I do. And even when I was in Europe, like they didn't have it, but I think they might now that I'm thinking about it, had that little fucking like mm-hmm. sink thing. I didn't know what it was for. Yeah, what the fuck? It's for dunking your butt that's, and then you wash your butt. It's disgusting. <laughs> fucking disgusting yes. right? i do it in the shower like you said like that is, <laughs> is 
Oh my god. Yeah. No, it's completely impractical. To America's, it appears like it's a fucking sink, like, you know. Mm -hmm. No, I was befuddled the first time I saw one, and then I had to kind of work out the schematics of what it was actually used for, and it's just complete. If you have the option between the two, like, if you're sold on bidet, which, hey, you're preaching the choir, this guy sold on bidet, but if you're going to make that decision, you're going to go that route, do it the right way. I thought, are you sure... This is like, like, <laughs> like, like parts of Europe are like this person like may have had like this, like they have, like you could buy bidets, like the same thing you're talking about from Japan, like it, mm-hmm. the, like 20 bucks an installment on your toilet. Yeah. What Europeans don't, I thought, I was sure that was like a part of European culture was like, let's see, I'm going to Google image search European. That's also a lot of respect for Europe in general. Like, oh, okay. Actually. All right. So I was a little... I don't know if this is better. <laughs> I, was, I, I, would, I didn't quite do it justice. But what we've been talking about, here's a picture of that right here. So I did not include the bit with the little faucet going down, which that's a that's like a faucet you would have on your sink. You would wash your fucking hands in that if you had no right. water. Like. But in, in, in like a hand wash situation, the angle of the water makes sense. That no, angle makes no exactly. sense when you have a butthole pointing down towards the ground, which I do. I can't speak for all of the markomaniacs listening right now, but that so that's what you do. You basically you take that spigot, faucet. I don't know spigot. Spigot's the right word, right? It looks like a faucet to me. I mean, I think a spigot's just another word for faucet. Either way, like you you take that it's like a sink faucet. Yes, yeah, so you Fuck fill up thing. you fill up that sink. I won't even do it justice by calling it a bidet. You yeah. fill up that sink. You dunk your butt in. You wash your butt out. It's a little butt bath. It's so a bird you're bath for your to butt. Do that every time. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're only going once every other day, it's probably not a big deal, Ryan. But but if you're going, if you're going every day. I mean, this is this is crazy. Like this is that that defeats the entire purpose of having. Yeah, bidet. Like, I'm sure. So I mean, like if you think about the United States proper, and bidets, it's it's not unheard of, but it's not very common. Like you wouldn't no. necessarily attach like the idea of bidets with the United States. I, I, I would venture say like a lot of people don't even know what a bidet is. Yeah, that's probably fair. Like. But I'm sure that there are people in Europe who have a proper bidet. I'm sure that exists. But all the ones I've ever seen staying in like Airbnbs and hotels and stuff, they've all been the little bird bath version. Is it just a toilet paper thing? Is it just to sell toilet paper? Is that why fucking in America we haven't got like, I see all these (laughs) toilet paper ads all the time. Like, and they're like disgusting ads. Like, you know. Well, water's free. So you gotta, how are you gonna make a buck off of water? Fucking piss me off. Just fucking hate this country. <laughs> <laughs> the expat Ryan Murphy. I need to write that down. That'll be your next uh, your next title. Uh, any 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 other thoughts around uh, bidets? That's enough. That's enough for me. Okay, yeah, I can tell you're getting worked up. I don't want to get you in a negative foul mood before <laughs> yeah. our, our match here today. We already almost came to blows last episode, and I, I want this. I, the whole purpose of this is not for conflict. <laughs> we're we're meant to embrace and cherish yeah. our shared love of pro wrestling uh, on our, our program here today. So, okay, you ready to talk about some wrestling? Yeah, let's, let's go. All right. So this is heavily going to rely on your engagement and is your. It? It, it will. <laughs> okay. I mean, not yet, but it will in just a moment, okay. and I'll, I'll kind of cue you in when it's that time. But uh, all right. So just to set the stage, if you've been listening to us for a little while, you're already up to speed on this. But for anyone who's maybe jumping into this rumble saga right in the middle, or maybe you're re-listening. So in our previous three shows, so episodes 24, 
25, 26, and this is 27, uh, we have featured a few different stories that have all tied in together. So three episodes, it was Team Piper versus Team Flair. So that was kind of the main story arc of that match with the uh, poster of Roddy Piper fighting off all the men in the corner that Ryan great. loved a lot. Um, that feud between Roddy Piper and Ric Flair tied into the Hulk versus Undertaker feud because of Ric Flair's interference where he initially cost Hulk Hogan the WWF title and then he tried to do it again, but... Hulk through the ashes in the Undertaker's eyes. And then that tied in with Jake the Snake versus Macho Man on account of the alliance between the evil Undertaker and the somehow even more evil Jake the Snake Roberts. So all these different stories sort of like weave into one another, like a rich a rich tapestry, a bacon weave, if you will. Uh, I've never eaten a bacon weave, but it looks lovely. So with all of these stories happening all at once, what event, Ryan, what what, what match could possibly be big enough to encompass all of these feuds? Like, what, what, why, why, how could we possibly stir up all these pots all at once? A ladder match. A ladder match would be a good idea. Uh, that, that's, not, that's not the answer uh. to this question. <laughs> you might be thinking, oh, it's probably going to be like a tag match. Like, you're probably going to have, like, Macho Man and Hulk and Piper versus, uh, you know, Flair and Roberts and Undertaker. That's also not... The answer. The answer is something we haven't even seen before. This is a brand new scientific discovery. We're, we're basically shooting the Hubble telescope out into space. And we're taking a look at this brand new discovery. Right. We're taking some soil samples here. Enter the finale of the Rumble Saga. The royal goddamn motherfucking Rumble, Ryan. That's the name of this match. The Rumble. The Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. We've talked about pay-per-view events that the WWF hosted every year. WrestleMania happens in the spring. SummerSlam happens in the summer, obviously. Survivor Series in the fall, right around Thanksgiving. There's one season that's missing, and that's winter. So in the winter, that's when the fourth of the big four pay-per-views for the WWF happens. And it usually happens the week before the Super Bowl, the Sunday before the Super Bowl. Oh. And that is known as the Royal Rumble. So that kind of rounds out the yearly uh, event That's schedule. still ongoing. I don't like breaking the illusion, but uh, it's happening next weekend, actually. Oh, nice. So, okay. yeah, still, still happening. So here's the scoop about the Royal Rumble. Uh, the first half of the pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, usually pretty standard. You've got your tag matches, your one-on-one. Maybe you have three or four matches that are just pretty typical. But the main attraction of that show is the Royal Rumble match itself. So the rules of the match are not that complicated, but I can see you getting confused about it. So I'm going to try and break it down very clearly. Thanks. And if you have any questions, let me know. All right. So the Royal Rumble match has 30 participants. So not one, two, three, four, five, six, on up to 29. 30 guys are in this match. Like a tag team 30. Well, let me let me tell you how it's a tag team. Uh, well, no, it's not a tag team. Okay. Let me tell you how all 30 guys are involved. Right. So, wow. in storyline, yeah. before the show, everybody draws a number. So there's like a big number ball thing, or they pick out of a hat. Who knows how the fuck they do it? But they all draw a number. Uh, that number they draw between 1 and 30, that determines the order that they enter this match in. Uh, the match starts with two guys. And then every two minutes, someone new comes into the match. So at the two-minute mark, you have entry number three. At the four-minute mark, entry number four like comes at in. at the same time? Or like if someone leave the match as well? Everybody, so... Are they paired up and like you're getting... 
It's every man for themselves. Okay. Every there are no teams. Every okay. every dog face but in every, there. Every two minutes, someone else rotates in. I wouldn't think about it as rotating. Someone else enters the match. Okay. Oh, they're not rotating out, so it can. No be, one. End, no. Thirty people. I haven't told right. you how people are eliminated from this match yet, but you basically you stay in until you're not in the match anymore. There's no rotation until you're out. You get not, the ref. Calls. Yeah. Oh. Correct. Yeah. You are not. All right. You All you right. do not leave. What kind of fucking match. <laughs> I thought this would be up your alley. So, speaking of the this whole topic, the only way to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble match is to be thrown over the top rope and you land on the floor. Nice. So that's it. There's no pinfalls. There's no submissions. There's no disqualifications. There's no nothing. The only way to get eliminated, thrown over the top rope, not under, not through, over the top rope, land on the floor. Nice. If you go over the top rope and you land on the apron of the ring, you are still technically in the in the match until somebody knocks you to the floor from there. Oh. And so so you can have how, got how, go how big is the apron of the ring? I now that I'm like uh I don't know, maybe eight inch eight to ten inches. Okay. So it's like the apron of the ring is considered the space like where there's still the ring, yeah. but the ropes oh, are oh, right not, directly not in front it. of you. It's just it's still part of the it's still part of the ring. Yeah. So the elevated platform. So once you're knocked off of that to the floor, that's when you're eliminated. But again, you can still have guys who go. Maybe they want to take a breather. They can slide under the ropes and they're still in the match. But if they ever get tossed out, and they have to be thrown over the top, they can't be pushed out from below. Correct. Uh. Yeah, you have to be thrown over the top rope, and then again. So if you land on the apron, the outskirts of the ring there. Um, you have to break the plane, so you have to make it make your way back through the ropes. And if somebody shoves you before you do that, huh. then you're fucking out. As long as you land on the floor, that is. Hmm. All right. So that's that's sort of the the idea behind this match. So once all thirty guys, all thirty participants, once all of them have entered the match, the winner is the last man left in the ring after all twenty nine other guys have been eliminated. This is this is good shit. Like <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> These kind of matches, Eric. This this was originally going to be a real centerpiece episode, like episode fifty, like a crown jewel. But I was like, you know what? We got to move it up. We got to get the energy yeah, level yeah, high yeah. again. The twenties, I think, are going to be when people point back and they're like, you know what? Those twenties episodes. That's when the Hard Mark Boys really came into their own. And so I'm, I'm here to do us justice this episode. Um, so just to kind of again finish talking about the the background of this match itself. So even if you're one of the first two guys that enter and you throw out that other guy before person number three comes out, you still got to wait. The match does not end until all 30 guys have entered and you have 29 that have been thrown over the top rope. So does that make sense? Do you have any questions around that? Oh, good. All right. So the common tagline of of the match, the event, which we talked about earlier, is it's every man for themselves. There are no friends only enemies so you can you can kind of like see certain guys will partner up temporarily but often those alliances will be shattered within the span of just a couple minutes a shot a shock i mean when i think of loyalty right (laughs) i think pro wrestlers that's what i think no backstabbing no politics nothing (laughs) so traditionally just to add another wrinkle to this whole thing traditionally The Royal Rumble was usually for bragging rights. So think of how most sports have like their all-star game. I know baseball sort of like sweetened the pot a little bit where like the winning side gets to host. Was it the World World Series? Series. Okay. Yeah. Which actually matters. But I don't think basketball has anything like that. The Pro Bowl, I know, does not have any stakes whatsoever. People don't even go to the fucking Pro Bowl. (laughs) 
It's like an embarrassment to have to go to the Pro Bowl. Right, exactly. Yeah. The worst, the worst yeah. all-star game in all of sport. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of how the Royal Rumble worked. Not that it was like an all-star game necessarily, but there was no tangible prize. You're just like, I won the Royal Rumble. I'm so cool. Whatever. However, this year, this match was a little bit different. So you remember back to episode 25, Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. In that match, Hulk Hogan cheated to beat The Undertaker by throwing ashes from The Undertaker's urn in his eyes while WWF President Jack Tunney was watching. So, because Jack Tunney saw all that shit play out, the result of that match, and because Ric Flair just kept getting involved and kept getting involved, what happened was Jack Tunney um, stripped Hulk Hogan of the WWF Championship and declared that the winner of the 1992 Royal Rumble would also be the new WWF Champion, making this the highest stakes Royal Rumble of all time and giving all 30 guys the chance at becoming the WWF champion if they can survive until the end uh, of the match. <laughs> that's, so that's, yeah, good. it's for all the marbles. I like it. I like stakes, you know. Big stakes. Yep. Uh, whoever wins this match is going to go into WrestleMania that year as the WWF champion, so stakes are very, very high. So anything else around that you have any questions about before we start talking about who's in this? No. Okay. So let's talk about who's in it. Obviously, with 30 guys, I'm not going to be going into a whole ton of detail about each individual person for the sake of both of our sanity. But I will give you, and with the help of some video, Mm. uh, I will give you a quick one-sentence summary. And if you're curious to know more about someone, I'm happy to regale you with some tales about them. Uh, I'm not going to read them off in any this is not the order of entry this has no bearing on okay. when guys are coming out or anything like that i'm literally just going to play the video that plays at the start of the royal rumble pay-per-view and then we will talk about them from there okay all right so there, there there's our first guy so that's jake the snake roberts we've seen this guy in a while haven't seen him in a little bit yeah. uh evil son of a bitch used a cobra on macho man and slapped his wife we saw him in the last yep. episode yep. so that's uh that's him uh next up <laughs> we have the Barbarian. He's a big, strong man from Tonga. He wears fur. So there you go. I don't think I've seen him before. Uh, no, I don't think you. I don't think you have. No, okay. I don't, I'm pretty sure you have not. Rooting for him. <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of people you're rooting for. I have a feeling. Oh, we remember him. So that's Rick the Model Martel. Uh, we saw him in the blindfold match against Jake the Snake from um, episode 23. <laughs> Handsome, cocky guy. Yeah. He's one. Another one of your match. one of your picks. <laughs> yeah. Another one of your picks. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Next, we have the Berserker. Uh, the Berserker is a Viking dude. He usually wins his matches by throwing his opponents over the top rope, and they get counted out. Possible advantage in the Royal Rumble because that's how he wins his matches. Hard to say. So the guy broke into the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You're right. He yeah. does look like the fucking Senate yeah. Viking. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well. I didn't even. Topical. There you go. I mean, not topical by the time this makes air, but topical for right now. Uh, okay, next up. Oh, one of your favorites, Rowdy Roddy Piper. So we saw him back in episode 24. Uh, he wants to get his hands on Ric Flair in the Royal Rumble. Uh, also, fun fact, Roddy Piper won the Intercontinental Championship earlier in the night. So the, the night of the Royal Rumble, one of the earlier matches, he won the Intercontinental title. So he's already made history as the first man to ever compete for two titles in one night. So he would make even more history if he was able to win both in the same night. 
and he's halfway there. So there you go. Noted. That's the story with Piper. Uh, next, we have uh, <laughs> these faces that yeah, these guys are making. Uh, next up, we got Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He is a USA-loving brawler. He's kind of stupid. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you could ever get that from that photo. But he's kind of a dumb guy. Uh, he carries a big piece of wood with him everywhere. He oh. yells, "Ho!" and USA, USA, a lot. That's what he does. Uh, does he get to carry with him like in matches? Oh, the two by four, the yeah. piece of wood. He he carries. He doesn't use it in this match. Okay. But- Sometimes he uses it in his actual matches, but like as soon as the referee sees him do it, he gets disqualified. But sometimes he gets so pissed he just doesn't. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah typical, typical wrestling shit. Uh, okay, next up we have oh. <laughs> these faces. I never realized just how goofy. It's an ugly guy. Uh, so this is Jerry Sags. He's half of the tag team of the Nasty Boys. He's an ugly, mean street fighter. Still alive. Jerry Sags is still alive. Wow. Why did you ask if he was still alive? I'm just looking at this picture. Like, he's <laughs> a rough looking guy. Like, you're telling me he doesn't look like the picture of health? <laughs> we should all be oh, so lucky. God. How would you describe that haircut? He's got to be a mullet, right? Well, it's like a, it's a mullet, but it's a mohawk mullet. Oh, so he doesn't have the it's, hair it's on the back? Like, like, yeah, so he's got, so you can see a little bit on his left shoulder or to our right. You, uh, that's hair. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like mullet, yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a mullet hawk but, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, totally. uh, all right, next up, we've got. <laughs> we've got the Repo Man. So the Repo Man is an evil man that takes your stuff when you don't pay for it. Uh-huh. Sounds like a repo man. <laughs> the WWF thinks very highly of their yeah. audience to make an evil repo man character. That's that's. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, and there's actually where does be... this match take place again? When? Where? Oh shit! Where did I think in New York somewhere? Oh, okay. I can find out, but I, I think it's in New York. I could be wrong about that. You know, there's kind of like a. I can see there being. Kind of a connection between like you know pro wrestling and then the, all the repo shows that went on like True TV. What was his name? The Dog or whatever. Well, Dog was a bounty hunter. Oh, was he a bounty hunter? Yeah, there was a bunch of repo shows on there. There so. were, yeah, no, yeah, I remember those. They, that would have been the perfect. I yeah. mean, they were ahead of their time. Was, yeah, yeah. But he has a little. So just to describe, because not I know not everybody's going to watch this match. The Repo Man. If if I had to take a peek at him and describe what I see, so he has a a uh, like a carabiner but a huge carabiner hook thing that he's holding he's pointing at ryan and i right now very menacingly and he has what i could only describe as like a lone ranger mask on uh because he's a repo man he doesn't want you to know his true identity that mustache uh a really yeah it looks like orlando bloom's mustache (laughs) in pirates of the caribbean yeah yeah and then his jacket has tires bits of tire attached to Mm. it uh, like a like a car tire, I don't know why. That's the Repo Man. That's probably why. Because he gets run over, well, or because he oh because he repoed the tires. He repos car. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. You know what? That's the best explanation I've ever heard for that. So let's let's go with that. Uh, next up, we have Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, he's a former Iraqi sympathizer during the Gulf War. He has now finally come to his senses, and he loves the United States of America <laughs> again. So he's all in, all in yeah. on the USA. Yeah. Uh, next, we have... Woo! I, I, I could do a better one. Woo! 
that was ooh, that was loud in my ears. Uh, Ric Flair, arguably the whole reason this match is for the WWF title due to due to his chicanery during the Hulk Hogan versus Undertaker matches. He is claiming to be the real world's champion, so this is his chance to prove it. Next, we have Hercules. He's a strong, mean guy. Yeah, carries a chain. Is that oh, that's a chain around his hair. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the chain like, yeah. yeah his silver yeah uh flowing chain hair uh this is this is colonel mustafa he's an iraqi colonel or something they pretended that we didn't know he was the famous wrestler the iron sheik uh the whole time but we did even as a little kid i was like that's the fucking iron sheik why are they calling him something that's not that but whatever next oh we know him that's macho that's man sad. randy savage uh, not only would he like to become WWF champion again, he would also like to murder Jake the Snake Roberts. Because if you remember, Jake the Snake slapped his wife. I do. Great wedding reception. <laughs> great, great wedding reception. Uh, great King Cobra attack. <laughs> God. Uh, oh, God. Okay, here's Skinner. Uh, Skinner is an alligator hunter. He has a mouthful of chewing tobacco that he spits in his opponent's faces to blind them. Chris Green. What's that? Grizzly Green. Grizzly Green? Yeah. What is that? Chewing tobacco. Oh. <laughs> Grizzly Green? Is that is that like the, the most popular one? Yeah, probably like, I mean. Just have you done, have you done chew? Have I? Yeah. yeah. You have? Yeah. Do you still? No. How old were you when you did chew? <laughs> uh, I was like 18, 19. How long did you do it for? 17, maybe. Oh, what a bad Played kid. baseball. <laughs> Um, I chew See, for, I chew for, like, baseball's a bad influence, kids. Don't do what baseball players do. Do what wrestlers do. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's nice, but like, it's not. It's definitely not good for you. Anyway. Oh yeah, it's horrible for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the worst possible it things is, you can that, do. That's why, yeah, I stopped it pretty quickly after <laughs> the couple years that I did it. <laughs> Were you a grizzly green man? Grizzly green, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. If you if you're looking for a gift idea for Ryan for this uh, upcoming Christmas, grizzly green. Yeah. Just uh, subscribe and save through Amazon. Next, the his hair, the British Bulldog. Uh, he's a strong, nice guy, not a strong, mean guy. He's uh, a nice guy. He's British. He was on Piper's team in episode 24. He's the nicest guy we've seen on this list. Nicest guy we've seen on the list. Uh, he actually won a, a battle royal, which is similar to a Royal Rumble. He won a battle royal just like a month or so. So prior. he's got experience. So he's experienced yeah. winning them, although that one was in, in London. Right. So it may have been a little, you know, hometown favoritism. But uh, he does have some experience. Next, oh, we've seen him, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, he looks like he shouldn't be in the ring. What? Looks like he shouldn't be in the ring. Why? He's a little old. Look at him. He should be like commentating, like, you know, bring the microphone down in the ring. Like, he's just making, it's just because he's making a little face. That's why. That's why. He's, he's you're almost as old as he is back then, oh, I bet. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're getting up there, pal. No, he's like, I bet if you made that same 46. face. You're saying he's 46? Look at this picture. No, okay. What? How old do you think he is, really? <laughs> In this picture? Yes. I mean, look at him. Do you think 46 is that far off? Yes. In that picture? Yeah. There's no way. I will say he was 30. I'll say he was 36. Th- 38. You know what? I'll say 38. How about that? Okay. Okay, fine. Like 40, 42. You wrote you no, you can't go back. I'm just he's, okay. Fine, I'll stick with 46. Let's see, Ted DiBiase. Let's see when he was born. So this would have been January of '92. Uh, so he was born in '54. Uh, 
38. I fucking called it, dog. I said 38. Yeah, but... I said 38! But look at this picture. They aged a little bit more heartily back then, Ryan. I think we can all agree on that. If you saw that guy today, though, you'd be like, he's in his 40s, like mid-40s. Maybe Uh, 50. So I'm... How fucking old am I? I'm 37, so he is one year older. Uh, So that picture of him is one year older than I am now. Look at his hair. Like, it's like... (laughs) so, like... It's like frizzy, like it's because he's the million dollar man. Okay, he pays for primping and all the all the hair I'll, shit. I'll reevaluate after I see him in the ring. But like, please, looks, yeah. please. Do. Well, we've already seen him. It's, it's not terrible. like it's not as if he doesn't look terrible. We've seen him several times. He, he's been in two matches that we've watched. Oh, you know, I, I'd watch a lot of matches. He was uh, whatever. Okay, so technically proficient, rich asshole. That's million dollar man. Uh, <laughs> Thirty sentence today. What did I cut? It? Was that your sentence? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you got off on a weird tangent about he's 30, 46 or something, which is, again, fake fake Ryan news. First, he's trying to pass himself off as a reptile expert. Now he's trying to guess your age at the carnival, and he's wrong on both. Uh, next up, we got Haku. Um, another Tongan gentleman considered one of the baddest dudes in the history of wrestling outside of the ring. So I think he's ripped some eyeballs out and done other... Wild chicanery, but Tongan mean guy. Uh, next up is another guy that we have seen before, Shawn Michaels. Do you remember Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Do you remember the match? No, not. You should, because it's our number one match of all time. It's the ladder match. Oh shit! So he was one. Of, he was the main guy in that ladder match. Is him versus Razor Ramon. So he was. Be- that was back in episode twenty-two, which is again our current. Number one match. There was no real winner in that match, though. The latter won that match. The latter did win you that know, match. Like well, that. he was a participant, though. He was a participant. That's that's fine. And, te- and and he did lose the match, but uh, you know, but he gained your respect. Both of them did. Both of them did, and, and the latter did, did in a, in a certain regard. Yeah. But uh, so this is several years before that latter match uh, happened. So he was just kind of starting to make his name here. He actually just the week prior to this event. He broke out on his own by bashing his tag team partner's head through a window, which we actually watched that clip before. And mm. I think they're going to play it again uh, during the show here today. Uh, but that's Shawn Michaels. Anyway, the number one. Maybe he'll have number one and two spots. You don't really know until we watch the match. But we're a little bit uh, away from the science still. We've got a couple more people to get through. Next, we have <laughs> the Warlord. We've seen the Warlord before. He was the big, strong, mean guy in Ric Flair's team. We basically just said he's like a human wall. Mm, He's no. just a big meaty mean just guy. Like a, yeah. yeah. But he didn't really do anything of note in that match, so I don't follow you if you do not remember him. Uh <laughs> El El Matador, Tito Santana. He's a bullfighter, I guess. Uh he had actually been with the company for over a decade just wrestling as Tito Santana. They were trying to fresh him up with this shitty gimmick of a bullfighter. El Matador. El Matador. Oh, Sid Justice. So this is another guy that we have actually seen. He was in our ill-fated lightning round episode, episode 20. He killed uh, one of the job guys. He threw them over the top rope, like pressed the guy over his head, threw him over the top rope, pressed him over his head again, threw him back into the ring, and then just killed him with a bunch of slams. So a gentle giant type of uh, figure. <laughs> yeah. So, and we, in the most recent time that we saw him, we actually did see him briefly after that match. Uh, we saw him save the day 
during Jake's invasion of Macho Man's wedding reception. So we've seen him a couple times. Mm. Uh, he, along with some of the other guys that we've seen, like Piper, uh, Savage, Flair, etc., I would say are some of the favorites of the match. All right, last couple of guys here, I think. Erwin <laughs> R. Scheister. Uh, he's an evil tax collector. Yeah. <laughs> so this kind of goes hand in hand. White collar, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so with, along with the Repo Man, mm-hmm. again, just painting that nice picture of like, hey, what do wrestling fans hate? Uh, yep. Fucking Repo Man, uh, IRS agents, uh, anyone trying to take their money? That sort of thing. Uh, next, we have... Nikolai Volkov. Uh, he is a former evil Russian. Now that the Berlin Wall has come down, he's a good guy Russian that loves America. Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. He's a second generation wrestler. He's a lot of history with Ric Flair. Uh, you wouldn't actually know it watching him wrestle, but he lost a foot in a motorcycle accident six years before this. Oh, shit. So he's wrestling with one foot. He has a prosthetic foot on the other. Wow, that. What do you mean they allow that? There's no governing body for wrestling. <laughs> Who's they? I mean, it's, I guess they... The WWF knew that he was missing a foot, if that's what you're asking. Well, I mean, just I feel like that, would, that might hurt. Yet. But I guess you're I right. I mean, he There's did like, eventually commit suicide, but I don't think it was because of that. I'm talking about like... I'm not trying to bring the, the energy level down. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, he's like the nicest looking guy on here. Like, that sucks. Uh, hey, maybe he'll win. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know, Ryan. All thirty minutes. We just like talk shit about his foot. I'm just saying, like, right. I didn't know if, like, you know, they allow like he kicks someone in the head with the prosthetic, like. You know. Well, so so he wears a boot. Like as a kid, I had no idea he was missing a foot. Oh, okay. So like, if you were just looking at it, you'd see like a little bit of tape above the boot, and then just a wrestling boot. Mm. So like, I'll point it out when he not come... like a nice piece of metal like foot like. No, know. it's not like what you see now where it's yeah. like track and field right, people right, on right. the thing. No, this is uh, who knows what he had in the boot. Yeah, I, I mean, fuck yeah, I have no idea. But again, as a kid, no idea who's missing a foot. I, I, I need to look more into this guy. This interesting life. Uh, there's actually, and and I've actually had somebody reach out to me about this before. Uh, there's a documentary series called. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. It's on Vice. Oh, you shit. can't watch it because it would be highly unscientific for you too. But anyone else is welcome <laughs> to watch it. There is an entire episode dedicated to the Von Erichs. It's fucking sad as fuck, but it's it's a good episode. It's very insightful about kind of him and his whole family. He had, I think, like four brothers, and they were all wrestlers, and they all died under horrible Holy circumstances, shit. except for the one oldest. I I want to I want to check out that. Well, should be like just that one. I won't watch the. Okay. Rest, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's that's that can be yeah. a scientific thing. Oh, here comes your favorite, Ryan. You ready? Here comes your favorite. Here comes your guy. You ready for your guy? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Virgil. Virgil. Oh, my guy. My your guy. guy. <laughs> so you remember him from I Team Piper versus T- the one guy you remember <laughs> of all the fucking people. So right he's your favorite. He tries his hardest. He's always in there giving a hundred percent. Loves that meat sauce and that fuck money. It's all about those. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Love those fucking yeah. breadsticks. So that's Virgil. So Virgil's in the match. Virgil WF champion. Hard to say. Hard to say. He's got as good a chance as anybody. Oh, we also know him. The This is number 26, by the way. So we're almost done. Uh, the Undertaker. He's an undead Wild West zombie mortician. He has a magical urn that he gets power from. He hates everyone except for Jake the Snake Roberts. And he wants his title back. He's on a podcast with Joe Rogan. 
He was. Yeah, I don't know if you caught that. I just saw it on Twitter. I, I saw like little highlights. I didn't see, yeah. I didn't actually, yeah, listen to it or anything like that. But uh, friend of the show, Joe Rogan. Bro. Big ups, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> should we move to Texas? Yeah, we should. We'll get... Texas here in Washington just too ridiculous. Like, <laughs> see, maybe he can just get us a shed. We can just move <laughs> yeah. into his, his she shed yeah. or whatever. Um, quick note around Undertaker's involvement in this match. So Jack Tunney agreed that both the Undertaker and Hulk Hogan, because he kind of fucked both of them by stripping the title and kind of mm-hmm. saying, like, fuck this. Uh, he guaranteed that both Undertaker and Hulk would be guaranteed a number 20 or above in the Royal Rumble. So they're guaranteed to be 20 or above. Was that that means they're coming in after after number 20. Or yeah. High. So wouldn't that be like, he's going to let you finish this first, but like. Would that be an advantage? Yeah, it's a huge advantage. So, so how do they? Is it based off your like your previous performance or totally random? So, if you remember when we were talking about picking like numbers in in storyline, they're going backstage before the event starts. They're all picking a number, and that's the number you come in. But then you're totally fucked if you get like an early. So, if you're number one, then yeah, you're totally fucked. Shit. Whereas if you're number thirty, you're like, I don't like in all in theory, all thirty guys could still be in the ring at the very end. But in reality, but that's the, not going to fucking but, happen. But even like in theory, like the person who's been in there, they're going to be exhausted. It's going to be literally one hour that they've been in the ring. Right. And the number 30 gets in there fresh. Fresh as a daisy. Yeah. So it's a huge advantage. You want to be as late as possible in Holy the, in the shit. thing. Okay, yeah, I didn't think of that. So Undertaker and Hulk, they are guaranteed 20 or above. So they do get the advantage again because they got fucked over by Jack Tunney. That's yeah, uh, not fair to the rest of the people who didn't fuck them over. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a good point. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that, but you're right. Not fair. But sometimes life's not fair, especially when you're dealing with an undead zombie mortician. Uh, next up, number 27 in our list, the big boss man, uh, big boss man, former prison guard. He loves law and order. He's a quick and agile. What? <laughs> What's funny about I just, what I just said? <laughs> He loves law and order. Loves law and order. Who he doesn't loves love it. law and order? He fucking talks about law and order all the time. Who the fuck doesn't like talking law like, and order? Yeah. You know how little kids get obsessed about things? If you're, do you talk to many little kids, Ryan? I haven't in a Not while. Not weird way, My but... mom was like a preschool teacher, so I've been okay. around like, yeah. You know how kids like, get obsessed about yeah. Minecraft and like won't <laughs> shut the fuck up about Minecraft? Oh, if, yeah. He's like that with law Fortnite. and order. Fortnite, yes. He will He will talk your ear off until you're like, uh-huh, yeah, I bet handcuffs do hurt. Like, that's what he is all into. That's the big boss man. Uh, but he's a big dude, but he's very agile for a bit. He's one of my favorite big guy wrestlers from my time as a, as a child. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, he's another guy we briefly saw back in episode 10. I don't expect you to remember him. That's fine. Veteran tough guy wrestler. His dad was in the plane crash with Ric Flair back in 1975. So you're a girl. A woman. That's... You're talking so much shit. There actually, I have seen memes yeah. of people like basically saying like he's like an original Karen or some shit. But uh, yeah. but yeah, he does have uh, very very finely coiffed hair. Yeah, and a nice little robe. The sequins on his robe you can't really see very well. Tiny there. lips. Okay, this is getting weird. <laughs> what else do you have to say about? I just I, it's like a fucking. I thought it was. I thought this was the first woman being introduced. Like. <laughs> <laughs> His pencil thin lips and his Betty Davis eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, second to last, we've got Jimmy the Superfly Snooka. He's a former top star of the WWF. Uh, he's getting a little bit older now, so he was a top star bef- before Hulk Hogan showed up on the scene. He was kind of their main guy. 
uh, for the WWF. Um, there is a fair amount of evidence that would seem to suggest he killed his girlfriend in the 1980s. Uh, so the less said about Jimmy <laughs> Superfly Snooker, the better. But uh, alleged murderer Jimmy, Jimmy Snooker. Just trying to keep it on the down low by getting into this. Uh, exactly. I mean, no one's going to see him. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're just going to, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and then last, number 30. Oh, we know him. The immortal Hulk Hogan. He wants his WWF title back. He wants to settle some unfinished business with The Undertaker and with Ric Flair. He could make history by becoming the first five-time WWF champion if he wins. So he's also guaranteed to be number 20 or above in this match. So those are the participants. Uh, Now, um, do you have any thoughts around anyone? Anyone you're leaning towards besides Virgil so far? This isn't binding. Guy with no foot. <laughs> the guy, Texas Tornado. Yeah, Texas okay. Tornado. Guy with no foot. Um, who else? Okay. The woman, the lady. No, no. <laughs> lips are too thin. I understand. Lips are very thin. You like nice pillowy lips. I've I've, I've met Greta. I mean, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to just like put together what I'm thinking of. I, I okay. I mean, I'm help. I mean, I'm willing to go down this train of thought. But if if you're not. No, um, I think there's a lot of interesting characters in here. Okay. Um, I'm kind of excited to see how this plays out. It's going to be fun. The yeah. Royal Rumble match is always a super, yeah. super fun match every single year. Like, I, I do not miss a Royal Rumble. Like, what about uh, this year? You know? I'm going to my parents' house and I'm going to fucking watch it. <laughs> we always do it. It's we on box. Al- you know what? It's on the WWE Network. Oh, $9.99 a month, dog. This is what they should put on, like, Fox when they're trying to, like, get yeah, people man. back into. So, quick side thing. So, here's what we do for the Royal Rumble every year at my at my parents' house. So, we all get one prediction. So, we have a score sheet. Like, I, someone on Reddit will inevitably, every year, they'll make like a whole score sheet where you try and predict the winner of each match. Yeah. And so, we'll tally up our wins. For the Royal Rumble match itself, we'll try and not only predict who is going to win, but we also, in addition to that, we pick a number from 1 to 30. So, then you have two guys mm. that you could get. Either your pick, nice. or if you drew number thirteen, hey, great. Yeah, then that's also that's, your guy. That's a, I like that. That's a good it's way to do it. yeah, the fucking best. Yeah, it's uh, I love it. It's my favorite event of the whole year. Um, so those are the participants. Now, as far as your prediction for this match, yeah, obviously there's thirty guys. There's a lot going on there. But here's my pitch to you. I get thirty points if I. <laughs> you get thirty points exactly. Your win loss is going to go <laughs> off the charts. But here's my pitch. As we mentioned. The match cannot end until all 30 guys have entered. So that's just a given. That that is going to be what happens. So here's my idea. Once entry number 30 shows up, so once that last guy shows up, you have 60 seconds to make your pick at that point. So you have a full minute. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, I don't know who the fuck. (laughs) It's going to be chaotic. Yeah. But yeah, it's fine. Okay. So okay, so we'll do okay. So we're so we have that in agreement. So there will not be a we're going to go to a commercial break. And we're com- going to come back and Ryan's going to be like that was bullshit. You fucked me. So we agreed on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, perfect. All right. So the last thing we're going to do before we actually watch this fucking thing. I know this has gone on for a little while, but hey, we did three episodes building it up to this. We got to do it right. And I do have snacks in case you get hungry while watching. Yeah, I bought some chips yesterday. Yeah. I even got hummus because you said you're on a big chickpea. Chickpeas. Thing. Hummus is made of chickpeas, right? Is it? I don't eat hummus, really. I've heard it's good. But hummus is made of chickpeas. I just eat the chickpeas, like... What? Like, toasted. 
What? Yeah. Just plain? They're no, they're like in a, it's like spicy, spicy kind of rub. Oh, oh, so you weren't joking. I don't only eat chickpeas, but I thought you were kidding. I, I when you said I only I'm trying chick- to eat a little healthier, like hummus know. is healthy. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I just I got triscuits and I got hummus. You got you got triscuits. Yeah, this is the worst cracker. They're um no 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 these wheat are thins? these are maybe they are wheat thins maybe they're wheat thins anyway they're um tomato and uh, basil. Oh, that sounds like wheat thins with with hummus. Well, th- th- those are. I also got hummus. It's oh, two okay. separate items. Okay, yeah, nice. So anyway, yeah. the, we, we'll, we'll, we'll. I'm sure the people are riveted to hear about all the snack selections we yeah. hear uh, have here at Hedonism Four. But either way, let's finish things out. We're going to watch the interviews leading to the match. And so here's what I'm going to say. Obviously, anyone could win, but I think probably the guys that are most favored are going to be the ones that have the interview time, which stands to reason. But uh, let's go ahead and let's watch that right now. All right, thank you, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Congratulations are in order for you, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the new Intercontinental Champion. One more time, baby. Only in America. Where else can a skinny 15-year-old kid come on down and become champion and have a chance at the world champion now? I'm going to go in there next me, Gene. There are going to be 30 guys. I'm going to have them falling down like President Bush. Thank the good Lord, the press got up. Them, they ain't gonna be so lucky, cause I got a dream. I do have a dream and I got my eye on the prize. Mwah! Dedicate this one to Colt. Oh yeah, the Royal Rumble, the single greatest wrestling event and match ever in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. Competition, yeah, against 29 of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And only one man can win the prestigious World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. I've won it before. I've been there before. I've been to the top of the mountain. And I'm going back. I'm going back this afternoon. Two things I want to accomplish this afternoon, yeah. Number one, sometime I want to get my hands on the snake man. And the other thing is, yeah, I want to once again be the World Wrestling Federation champion. Oh, yeah. Dig it. They say you can't always get what you want, but I've always been able to get what I need. This afternoon, the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt is on the line. For 29 other men, it's going to be a big disappointment. I would never disappoint myself. You, I don't mind. And Savage, believe me when I tell you, I'll be waiting for you. Yeah, I'll save some for you. And I'll have just enough left to walk out with that title around my waist. Trust me. You're looking at the next World Wrestling Federation champion. You're looking at the man who rocks the cradle. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Today we find out who's the fast of them all. We're at the Royal Rumble and 30 of the greatest World Wrestling Federation superstars gather today to find out who is the man for four months. I've called myself the real world champion. So for me, there's no back door. But remember, boys, and that's to all 29 of you, I've lived one way. 
and one way only, and that's with the belief to be the man. You have to beat the man. And today at the Royal Rumble, I am the man. Woo! Oh, what a busy afternoon is going to be at my funeral parlor. 29 hearses have already been He's prepared. Back. He's back. 29 bodies. Your night terror. Casters. Your night paralysis ghost. And standing atop this mass carnage will be the Undertaker. Crowned once more World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? Later on this afternoon, we get to prove a point that no one else could prove except us, man. In one given afternoon, we're going to prove to the whole world the power of Hulkamania. We're going to prove that we can beat all 29 other superstars in the World Wrestling Federation to get our WWF title back. Oh, yeah. Winning the Royal Rumble is one thing. The most prestigious event in the WWF. But when you add the WWF title on top of that, that changes the whole picture, man. But Hulkamaniacs, this is our cup of tea. They're going to be coming from all different directions. Friend or foe, they're all the same in the Rumble. But it's just like always, we're always getting cheap-shotted by one of our so-called friends. Or we're always getting cheap-shotted by that no-good Jack Tunney. But this is our cup of tea. And in the Royal Rumble, we're going to prove that Hulkamania reigns supreme. But to all those people in Titan Tower, in the WWF offices, don't worry about The Undertaker or Jake the Snake stealing that belt, man. Me and my little Hulksters have a special battle plan for the Royal Rumble. And what you going to do when Hulk Hogan and his little Hulksters rumble all over you. <sighs> all right. There you fucking have yeah. it, my friend. Uh, what do you think? Now that you've seen the promos, you've seen who the favorites are. Um, question. Who are you leaning towards winning this thing, and why is it the Repo Man? He, he looks like like a family friend's dad. Who's <laughs> just like... And not only just any dad, but the dad who would like always be like, "Oh, I'm a little bit short." When it came to like the little league pizza party, like, yeah. "I'll get you next time." <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. He, I mean, he. There's an appearance about him that just like. Yeah. It's it's very. He likes he likes a good deal. This is like the dad that's like take your hat off at the table, like you know, like that kind of dad is like the, what I got from him. You're, I think you're putting too much. That sounds like a reputable man. That seems like a proper reputable man. Fucking, you're, you're thinking like alcoholic, take your hat off of the table, like that sort of dad? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind, of, kind of rigid, like, sure. fuck character. If, take, they, if they weren't a repo man, what would their job be, do you think? <laughs> Probably something with their hands, mechanic. Yeah. Always bitching about not getting that promotion from old man Willis at the tire yeah, shop. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, yeah. I, I would not pick him as a wrestler. I'm interested to see how... Uh, so he is oh. he is a big guy, but he's always crouched over, so he looked little. I You're remember tiny, yeah. like he actually had a completely different character, like maybe a for sure a year prior to this, but probably like six months prior to this, where he just looked like a big wrestler guy, but then they without really doing that much, they changed him enough enough to the point where he looked totally different physique wise. But um <laughs> is there anyone that you're kind of leaning towards at the moment before we watch this thing? No, I have to see it play out. All right, we got to see a player out. Uh, anything else uh, of interest before we watch our thing? I don't think so. I think it's time. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our 
traditional commercial break. Enjoy the Gold Belly. Not Gold Belly. We don't do Gold Belly anymore. Enjoy the Anchor ad. Uh, sit back. Relax. I'll post the link to this. If you're going to watch something, this would be the thing. If, if, you're not, if you don't mind, if you're just looking to kill an hour with wrestling, hard to beat any Royal Rumble, but in particular this Royal Rumble. So I do encourage anyone who's moderately curious, check it out. Uh, I'll try to find it online. It may be tough because this is a somewhat high-profile match, but I'll link to it there. But we'll be right back with our thoughts on Royal Rumble 1992. Hello, everybody. This is Eric, and I know you're probably expecting me to tell you about one of the many, many podcasts that I have been guesting on as of late. Well, I have... Uh, I don't know if it's good news or bad news for you, but I have news. I actually have not guested on any podcasts over the past two weeks, so I don't have any recommendations to make for you. However, I am here today to ask you for a little favor. If you have not already, I would just ask if you could go to Apple Podcasts, find the Hardmark Podcast, and give us a little rating. Five stars are always appreciated. doesn't have to be. Maybe you really hate Ryan sometimes. Maybe that knocks it down a star. You know what? I am not going to impede upon your artistic rating integrity and insist upon five-star reviews, although it sure would be appreciated. But if you could give us a review, give us that star rating, either or both, whatever the case may be, very much appreciated. Would help us spread the word about this fine program. Uh, Be very appreciative to everybody. So that's all I have to say. So we'll go right back to the episode. And I appreciate your time. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the Hardmark Podcast. And let's jump back to the episode. It is now time for the Royal Rumble! Six, five, four. Listen to this tremendous crowd crowding down here. And there's a buzzer! No! Oh, yes! Damn it! It's Rick Flair! champion. It's Justice and Savage. And Look at him. Up there. Oh, Savage is gone. Upside down in the corner. Look at Justice just watching. Blair once again hooking that bottom rope and looking from behind. Oh, Justice got rid of Hulk. Uh-oh. I don't like the looks of things now. Oh, is Hulk upset? Hey, look at this! Hunter holding on, trying to pull him out. It's Flair from behind. Oh yes, 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 yes! Flair did it! Yes, yes, yes! yes. He got it! I told you, Ladies and gentlemen, I told you, Hunter, the Royal Rumble. I told you, I told you. Yes, 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 yes. We are back. We just watched. We're recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just want to double check. It's happened twice now. 
You're just looking for any opportunity to take pot shots. I already complimented Greta's pillowy lips, and yet here you are taking pot shots at me. I'm not trying to make this personal, or if I'm just saying that right now. I'm I'm here to do a professional job. So we just watched. <laughs> this is going to come back every single episode. There's going to be some shot taken now. What that you're going to take at me? That you're going to take at me? Why over this match? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now that you're telling me, I should. Maybe I will, but. So we just watched the 1992 Royal Rumble. We just finished it. If you haven't checked it out, again, one of the most, I don't know, prominent, famous, uh, well-known Royal Rumbles of all time. Um, so should we tell people the result now or should we go through the my notes of the match, Ryan? I just got the notes. I don't, yeah. Can you not play boo-boo face for a moment? And I just... don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> Okay, let's just tell people because it's not... You're going to figure it out anyway because he's he's already stewing in his own juices over there talking. He's already resigning himself to Jack in the Box. That's how, like, (laughs) defeated and deflated he is at the moment. So let's just say it. So for a while there, Ryan was saying, like, oh, Ric Flair's going to win this, which is absolutely what happened. Ric Flair did win the 1992 Royal Rumble. He came in at number three, and he went in, and he lasted a record amount of time, and he won the match. But, like... It's not fun if I just tell him, yeah, you're right, Ric Flair wins the whole thing. So I'm trying to play devil's advocate and be like, what about Sid? No. What about Piper? Okay, what do you think happened? I made my pick. Like, I. Yeah. Like, probably, like, was six minutes before. Yeah, you did. And then. And I was very impressed, to be fair. But you're not. In any way, you you sounded disappointed. You sounded disappointed. I was disappointed that you got it so quickly. (laughs) You sounded like I was making. I was like, okay, fuck, that's the wrong pick. Like the, why would you, I? You came off. That, I didn't expect you to be like, yeah, that's it. But the I you, it was such a negative reaction. Was not, it a negative not, reaction or was it good acting? I don't know. I don't. Why do I? I ever, don't, I don't want you to get the right over, pick. I don't over. ever want you to get the right pick. I have to read the room when I'm fucking doing these things, and I read the room, and I was like, shit, I might not be right. And you're so okay. Let's take a step back. Your instincts were correct. I know. I don't know why you listened to me. That was dumb as fuck of you to do that. That was so stupid. I thought for sure because I had basically committed like, oh, he's picking Ric Flair. That's it. That's just the end of it. And then after I was kind of like, oh, here comes Sid. Sid looks pretty good, right? Oh, what <laughs> about not, Virgil? That's not what gave it. What what specifically not, did I say? It's not. It wasn't any like new wrestler coming out. It was just the way you were like, okay, like you know, well, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to downplay it. It was downplayed so heavily. I'm a good actor. That, maybe. I'm a real good actor. Fuck me over, Eric. <laughs> Fuck me out of this match. I don't know what else you want me to say. I didn't say anything that like dissuaded you. You're just talking about, oh, my reaction, my body language to you picking Ric Flair was exactly. not to your liking. Exactly. I don't know what to tell you then, man. Well, You're I'm a grown sorry. adult, and I <laughs> apparently influenced you because I was like, oh, hmm, is that what you think? Oh, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> That's exactly what the fuck That's happened. kind of on you then. And, uh, to take another quick time out. I know that the past several episodes have been like Ryan and I at odds at the end. I swear to fucking God. I This is 100% organic. I'm not putting... not. He would never go for this. Like Anyone who's been listening to this show from episode one to now knows that like Ryan doesn't do things that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> like That's been made very clear. Like If there's anything he's uncomfortable with, he's not going to do it. And he's not like an actor type. 
Uh, so even if I really wanted him to, he would not. So he feels legitimately slighted by the fact that I didn't tell him that he was right about his Ric Flair prediction in the middle of the match, I guess. I'm just, I'm upset still, Eric, and you're not giving me time to like... You're, because this. you're casting stones at me. You're blaming me for this. You need to respect the fact that it's your fault. I'm just saying... You had a, you played a role in this. I did make the change, but yeah, you that was play. on you. It was partially on me as well. It was it was partially, but entirely on you. I didn't argue against you. I said, okay, are like, are you making your decision right now? And I it's, thought, it's actually, fine. it's fine. So I've gotten over it. I'm no, not, you haven't. I'm fine. I'm looking at your body language right now, and clearly you haven't. I'm fine, Eric. You're going to get Jack in the Box I after this. You haven't gotten over it. Box, yeah. You're going to get a buttery Jack, and you're going to go home and just <laughs> fucking have acid reflux and be miserable. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how it's going to happen for you. You're not over it. But let's talk about the match. So, man, it feels... It was a long match. Let's, let's, it's a fucking long match, dude. Okay, all right. Let me pump the fucking hour-long match. Yeah, but I told you that before. Like, you went into this knowing it was going to be an hour-long match. If so, okay. You I did. did. I? Uh, yeah, I told you. Well, I told you when you were over here last time, but it's been a little while. You're like, there's hummus upstairs if you want some. I told you, yes, today I said that, and there was hummus. Was, was there not hummus? It was there's good. Hum- there's hummus. Yeah. It's good. And there was wheat thins. Hour-long match. But it was entertaining. That whole hour was entertaining, wasn't it? Was, it was better than the matches that we've seen recently, in my opinion. Yeah. Gee, okay. You, all right. You have to always be a, like a negative Nancy. All right. So the, let's, let's go to my notes. Because notes. Ryan, just quit fiddle-fucking around with the microphone and just, <laughs> just do this. Okay. So number one, um, we have Fink explaining the rules. Uh, speculating on Flair's number. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon's just like, Flair's going to be one. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck you, Bobby the Brain. Uh, Jack Tunney comes out. He gets booed. Uh, very un- on-brand, stuffy white guy speech to start. I think Jack Tunney is a great uh, authority figure in the world of sport. I think he's a great representative of, like, this is what a commissioner of a sports league looks like. I always like Jack Tunney. Uh, number one, British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. You seem to, to take... To the yeah, he held in there uh, pretty good. He made a he good show. Like 10, 10, 10 I think he was in there for like 20, 20 minutes, yeah, something like that. 10, he was in there for a while. Uh, number two was the uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, um, the 46-year-old man that you claim. Uh, yeah. He looked good. Looking... You seemed impressed by him initially. No. Uh, I did write down some of my favorite Bobby Heenan quotes throughout the match as we go through. I'll just, so I'll just mm-hmm. uh, illuminate those. As Ted DiBiase is coming out with his manager, Sensational Sherry. Sensational Sherry had one of the most low-cut dresses you could possibly have. And there's a point where Bobby Heenan's like, look at them! I didn't even fucking see that. It was there. During the match? You were probably eating hummus. You were probably too. Well, no, it was before. It was when he was making his entrance. It was entering the ring. So before, technically before the match. This is for the benefit of the audience. This isn't for your benefit, necessarily. I, I missed it anyway, so... Look at them. He's talking about her titties, but uh, in, if you were a kid, you'd be like, oh, he's talking about the two of them, DiBiase <laughs> and Sherry. Anyway, it was a funny little That's moment. Funny. Uh, let's see. They announced that Rick Martel has the current record. Do not click that fucking pen. <laughs> put that motherfucking pen right Roll through these notes. I down. hear one more click... <laughs> It's going to be big trouble no, in here. No, I'm going to put you in a yeah, feel, figure yeah, four for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me. 
They announced Rick Martell has the current record for the longest time in the Rumble at 53 minutes and 14 seconds. I wonder if that record will hold up through the end of this event. I guess we'll find out. Yes. No, it didn't. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit. DiBiase gets tossed out. So DiBiase gets thrown out before Ric Flair even shows up, which, spoiler alert, number three, Nature Boy Ric Flair. So Bobby Heenan starts freaking out. Gorilla Monsoon repeatedly mentions that no one who has ever drawn numbers one through five has been there at the end of the match, which, as we know, Ric Flair won. So he actually won number three, which is a, a record at that point. Uh, Flair gets tossed around by the Bulldog a little bit, uh, a little bit of begging. The begging was very prominent early on. It seems like it tapered off, or maybe we just got used to it. I'm not quite sure. But you were very annoyed by the begging at the beginning of the Annoyed, oh, no, just like, that's what he does. Like, I'm, I'm learning to just like accept it. Okay. Yeah. Now you're... Now you, okay. That's uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. That means that the science is taking. Now that you're you're less mm-hmm. bothered by the begging, that means that the, the wrestling science is starting to seep into your pores, right? Yeah. So that's a positive. Uh, number four was Jerry Sags. He was the guy with the ugly haircut, the faux hawk mullet thing, whatever. Um, he got eliminated pretty quick. Uh, next up was Haku. He hit a really gnarly pile driver. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. There was some more uh, Ric Flair begging. Ric Flair cheap shot at Haku, more brawling. Haku then got eliminated. So it was a pretty quick series of eliminations early on. Next up was Shawn Michaels. Uh, thoughts on Shawn Michaels in this match as opposed to ladder match Shawn yeah, Michaels? Not. He missed opportunities. And... You So early on in the match, you seem very fixated on like people taking every opportunity to eliminate one another. You yep. did not like it when people broke up the contact between each other. No. <laughs> And that's all that there is to that. Uh, but Shawn Michaels basically did a, a, I would say the entire time of the time he was in the the ring was him like almost getting tossed out and then crawling back in. Uh, the one bit of this part of the match that I did uh, write down was where he got crotched on the top rope and then the British Bulldog started shaking his uh, testicles and penis on the right. rope. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen. That was a pretty good move. Um, yeah, shook him pretty good. <laughs> uh, next up, Tito, uh, El Matador, Tito Santana at seven. Goes after Flair. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, the British Bulldog gets low blowed by Ric Flair and then Bobby Heenan. I'd do that to my grandmother if I had to. Mm-hmm. This whole commentary. match was filled with gems from Bobby Heenan. The, the, such good commentary. <laughs> Uh, number eight was the Barbarian, clad in fur. Uh, not much happens. Number nine was Texas Tornado Kerry Von Erich with his fake leg, which, as you attested to, could, didn't even know that he had a fake no. fake foot. Uh, next up was Repo Man. Ryan's pick to win at number 10. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on Rico Man? Repo, Rico, Rico it's been man. a little longer than I thought. Same with the Tax Man. Tax, the tax man was in there for a while. IRS was in there for a while. Oh, yeah. But both both the, of the uh, anti-poor people gimmicks uh, lasted for a little while. Uh, then you had number 11, the lady, Greg Valentine. Let's see here. A little bit of low blows to the repo man. Number 12 is Nikolai Volkov. Uh, then you had Big Boss Man at 13. That's when the ring started clearing out for the first time. Uh, you have the lady, Greg Valentine, eliminated. Repo Man gets tossed out. Bulldog gets pos- tossed out. And then uh, eventually it comes down to just Ric Flair versus Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man almost decapitates himself as he gets thrown over the top rope. And then it's just Ric Flair by himself. 
You remember who came out next after that at number 15? When Ric Flair was just by himself? No. Catching a breather? You do. Your guy, Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. So... Rick Flair. Oh, was that the when the crowd got all? Yeah. So everyone, the whole ring is cleared. But again, the match doesn't end until all thirty guys show up. Right, right, Rick right. Flair is just like catching. Like he already looks beat to fuck. He's in the middle of the ring. He's catching his breath. The countdown starts: ten, nine, eight, and then who comes out? But his arch nemesis, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Fuck that guy. What, Roddy Piper? Yeah. What the? F- Come off it, Ryan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking. Fucking Roddy Piper. Okay, so it's fine. It's you fine. picked Piper to win for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> you had the right pick, and you just spontaneously because I wasn't like doing cartwheels, and you picked Ric Flair. You apparently <laughs> chose chose differently. That's not Piper's fault. Piper was great in this match. For the record, he had a chance to throw. That crowd but- reaction was so loud when he showed up like people went fucking apeshit when the arch nemesis of rick flair showed up to face off against him when it was just the two of them in the ring that was such a good great moment in the match totally was seriously though it it was and he should have he should have thrown him out right there he should well he wanted to he wanted to savor it he hates that yeah yeah you know from a from a perspective savor that and fucking lose later Little fucking girl. Uh, I'm going to ignore that you said that. There was the airplane spin, which I think is the first airplane spin Mm -hmm. you've seen. And then number 16 was Jake the Snake Roberts. And so there was a nice little exchange there uh, where Jake kind of just says, like, fuck it. I don't know. You can choke Ric Flair out. I don't give a shit. And then when Piper's back was turned, that's when Jake takes out uh, Piper. Um, And then Jake goes after Flair. He goes for the DDT. Piper interferes to break up the DDT. And then Flair puts the figure four on Jake the Snake. To which Heenan says, thank you, Piper. It's a kilt. It's not a skirt. And then when Ric Flair goes to put the figure four on Jake and Piper breaks that up, he's like, you no good creep. You skirt wearing freak. It's not a kilt. It's a skirt. The best bit of commentary yeah, in that you, whole you, thing. You prepped me for that. I really. love yeah, it. Yeah. it. Just on a dime. Just like, thank you. And then, fuck you. Uh, the best. Uh, number 17, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You liked him for a little while. He's the guy who said, oh. Hacksaw, yeah. He's got the 2x4. Yeah. USA. Never brought the 2x4 in, though. A crucial he was mistake. in there for a while. He was in there for yeah. a little while. Uh, 18 was Erwin R. Scheister, or otherwise known as IRS. Uh, he did some tie shit for for like literally half the time he was in that match. He was wearing Hulk Hogan's shirt around his neck. Like I think at one point he got choked yeah. by Hulk Hogan's yeah. discarded shirt, and then he just kept it on him for mo- the majority of the time he was in the match. So that was good. Uh, number nineteen was alleged murderer Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Uh, number twenty was the Undertaker, and that's when shit kind of got uh, real. Real. Uh, he did a lot of choking. He immediately eliminated Jimmy Snuka. And then number 21 was Macho Man Randy Savage. And I know one of the bits of the match that I made sure to point out was every time somebody would come out between the time that Jake and Macho Man showed up, Jake would always like look at the entranceway to make sure that he wasn't about to be murdered by Macho Man. <laughs> and as soon as he saw Macho Man run out, that's when he Ducked. he he dove out of the ring, yeah. hid, let Undertaker choke down Macho. And then when he saw it was safe to go go in... That's when he came in. He was like, oh, I got it. It'll be fine. And then, of course, Macho Man 
uh, immediately goes after Jake and goes to uh, to murder him. And he eliminated Jake and actually tried to continue fighting him outside of the ring afterwards. Uh, any any thoughts on on that little exchange? Yeah, I mean, I thought I, I thought it ended how it. <laughs> How it should have. Uh, I mean, between that feud between those two guys. Yeah, you mean? yeah. I I, did, I thought it was gonna be longer, but he got tossed pretty quick. He did, yeah. That. And it was clean too, you know. Like, and then he went out and chased him back yeah. to the tunnel. <laughs> he did. You know, uh, he didn't really care about the match as much as he cared about, like, sure, you know, taking down Jake the Snake. And and I'm gonna ask you to put your your uh, your hat on to be not an emotional Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can, if you can take a step back from your emotions and just think scientifically. Yeah. And we, we talked about this during the match, but do you understand now why it was so important that we watch all these matches leading up to the Royal Rumble? Yes. <laughs> do you? Do you I think, do like you, think I, you would have enjoyed that match as much as you did had you not seen Ric Flair versus Piper? Had you not seen Macho Man versus Jake? Like, would those things have registered with you as much as they did? Like, they wouldn't have. Why? Regist- they wouldn't have registered as much. But I feel like there's other matches with like backstories that you don't like. You know, like you you've tied in all these backstories to them. But like, sure. You know. But most matches don't have thirty guys in it. Like this but match, was, all thirty. Well, yeah. I mean, there was so many different elements. Yeah. Like there was almost like two or three matches as a whole that were taking place within the span of that hour. Yes. And. Yes. Like, if I'm, like, talking about how the sausage is made a little bit, I remember I was going to watch this match before and, like, not have you watch all this other stuff. But then I was like, oh, but he's not going to really understand, like, why Roddy Piper showing up when Ric Flair's by himself is, like, such a big deal. And so I was like, okay, well, we need to go back and watch that. I was like, oh, but then he's not going to understand Macho Man versus Jake. Like, why that's such, why everyone freaks out when that happens. So, like, that's the really the reason why. The uh, arc. The arc. The Rumble Saga, the Rumble Saga that we are concluding here today. Uh, Berserkers number 22. He didn't really do anything of importance. Uh, Virgil number three. One, another one of Ryan's favorites. Immediately starts getting his ass kicked by everyone. Yep. Another classic Bobby Heenan line. Uh, Virgil just came out. Number 23, right? Who knows how many bags he's gone through in the back. <laughs> That's yep. so good. Uh, General Mustafa's 24. Uh, again, he didn't do much. Uh, model Rick Martel's 25. And then business starts to pick up with none other than the immortal Hulk Hogan at number 26. So he clears house, goes after a bunch of guys. He eliminates The Undertaker. He eliminates the Berserker back-to-back. And then we get the nice Hulk shirt ripoff. And then two of your favorites, Virgil and Hacksaw, they kind of self-eliminate one another at the yeah. same time. So, yeah. And that's what I can t- kind of tell. Well, at that point in time, I think you were still full on board the Ric Flair bandwagon. Yeah, it was, it was until very, very late Yeah, that I uh, jumped off. Yeah, where you were Maybe just, shouldn't even be counted, but I don't know. Like, yeah, he was just studying my facial expressions. He's like, is Eric developing a tick? Should I change my pick for any reason? Uh, number 27 was Skinner. <laughs> Uh, number 28 was Sergeant Slaughter and starting to dwindle down a little bit. 29 was Sid Justice, goes after IRS, Ric Flair, etc., and the Warlord at number uh, number 30. So then you kind of start to see people eliminate. So right around that point, so again, we gave Ryan the 30-second countdown and after number 30 got into the ring to say, hey, who's your pick going to be? And you actually said it's either going to be Piper or Flair. And so I was just like, okay, Pick whoever you want. 
<laughs> you're acting like you're so fucking innocent in this whole thing. Like, I fucking was innocent. Okay. I didn't try and dissuade you. I was. Just, you didn't. You didn't try to dissuade me. No. I was trying. You didn't. You did not. No. What did I say specifically it that made you not think you clear? Said, it was the way you said. Sorry, it was the way you said, not what you said. Okay. It was just the way you said. Like when I when I picked. Yeah. So let me give you a little bit of insight into my role in all these things. Even if it's a one-on-one match, if you pick one side, I'm just going to provide you the reasons why it might be the other side. I'm not saying that you're right or wrong. I'm just giving you other options. I understand. It doesn't mean I can't like take those cues in, though. Yeah, you can take them in. Yeah, yeah that's I, what they're meant to I mean, do. Fuck me over this time. Well, yeah, well, you'll learn your lesson. You should have followed your instincts. God damn it. You've been following your instincts for the past 16 episodes. I don't think I've been more bummed about a loss than I am about this one. I am <laughs> so upset about this loss. Like, because it's on you. You shouldn't have changed your fucking pick. I know, and that's the thing. I, I had no it. idea why you... Why you the fuck s- did I change my pick? I don't know. It wasn't even a good pick that I changed it to. You were so confident. It was so stupid that you did that. I know it's really. It was, I don't. It doesn't make. It did. I was shocked because I thought for sure you were going to pick Flair, and then you were just like, "Well, maybe it's Flair or Piper." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." I mean, if he wants to fucking change the Piper, part of that Piper like Flair mid mid match, like you know, setup made uh-huh. me think that this might. You know, it might revert back to it, and like he might have his final like sure. You know, go to yeah. And that's that's absolutely a possibility. But that didn't fucking happen. No, it didn't. So what <laughs> did end up happening? So there was a bit where, and, and you're gonna have to tell. Please take us through your thought process at this point. But there was a point where it's down to like five guys: Piper and Rick the Model Martell are over on the side. Sid Justice comes up behind them and then shoves both of them simultaneously out of the ring. And your pick at that point was Piper. And I just remember you were just like, yes! I was like, you know that was your yeah, pick, Yeah, but okay, right? but this was the first time like someone took advantage of like, two people on the fucking side of the ring. <laughs> no one did anything the entire match. And like these guys just toppled over pretty fucking easily. Uh, it was. I still kind of. I mean, I still like that that part, even now. You know, it was good. I mean, he's, um, he's a big boy. Uh, Sid Justice is a big boy. So. No one fought smart in that fucking entire round. That's that's that's. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, yeah I get it. Uh, so then it's down to three. So your final three are Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Sid Justice. There's a point where Flair and Hogan are going toe to toe. Flair is almost eliminated by Hulk. Hulk has, has his back turned, and wouldn't you know it, Justice sneaks up from behind, dumps him out of the ring. Hulk is pissed. He starts tugging on Sid Justice's arm. Meanwhile, Ryan's like, God damn it, Eric. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, from behind, Ric Flair comes up, throws out Sid Justice, and becomes the winner and the new WWF champion. And so then it ends with Hulk and Sid getting separated by a bunch of officials. They're going back and forth. They're pissed at each other. There's a title presented to Ric Flair, and he gives a classic promo with a tear in my eye. And you just seemed mad about the promo because it was almost rubbing salt in the wound. It was fine. Of your, the, was pick, fine. the pick that almost was. Yeah. And that was the Royal Rumble 1992. Uh, basking is crapulent. So let's rank it. Let's do some science in what may be the longest episode we've ever done. I don't know. Episode 20 may be up there too. Uh, but let's look at the, uh, the list. Here it is. I'm very in the near future, probably going to have to not use that whiteboard. It is almost full. 
But at the moment, uh, we've got, in fact, can I see that real quick? Thank you. So, all right, just to level set expectations, we have got 32 matches on our list. Ryan's record is 17 and 15. Is that what I saw? Yeah. So he's he's in, so even with this loss, he's now 17 and 16. Uh, but he's still over 500. So this was this was a good match. I enjoyed it. What uh, what region of our list is this? Like it's up at the top for sure. Like it was just a clean reel. The fans were like authentically into this shit. Uh, there was some good like your adjectives that you use are weird to me. Okay, well. you say clean a lot. You <laughs> say uh, what else do you say? You say raw. You also raw. say raw, clean. Raw. Uh, these are words that don't actually have any tangible meaning, but I feel like you can apply them to any situation that you feel like uh, it should. This is my take. But I agree. The this match didn't have match. any extra like, bullshit like, going on. It was, sure. just, it was real wrestling. So, um, you know, are we? Th- uh, hey, no argument for me. Are we thinking top ten? Yeah. Are like, we thinking top I, five? Uh, try not to let my pick get in the way of this. I don't think it would have been in the... Uh, so I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess- so let's think about pros and cons. Pros, very entertaining from beginning to end. I love the commentary. I don't know if you loved it as much as I did, but I, I love the commentary. I think it's great. Uh, Ric Flair, for all of any bitterness that you may hold on to your heart, hell of a performance by Ric Flair. He got he his did. fucking ass kicked. He did, yeah. For sixty minutes, like you can tell, you can just look at his body by the end of it, and you're like, that guy got his fucking ass kicked. The Piper Flair bit was good. Shawn Michaels and his PP got hurt. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm just trying to, like, I'm going to have to knock someone down. I just, like, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, that's how this ranking works. I feel I feel like it's somewhere in, like, the five to seven, five to seven, five to eight. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, for, no, it's... For a long fucking match, for being sure. that long, yeah. I was relatively entertained. Yeah. It's a fucking hour long match. If, if you told me, "Hey Eric, will you want? Do you want to watch an hour long match?" My first questions would be like, "Who's in the match?" Yeah. And like, what promotion? What company is running this match? But if you said, "Hey Eric, do you want to watch a Royal Rumble?" I'd be like, "Fuck yes!" Like I would always be up. It's almost unfair from my perspective. Now, obviously, you still have to rank it. But from my perspective, it's almost unfair to compare Royal Rumbles to, like, normal matches just because there's so much going on at any one point in time. I didn't like their efficiencies, though. Again, like, I felt like this match could have, like, they could have used each other. Like, they could have leveraged their partners in this match a lot better. And that was frustrating for me. Well, you know, they didn't have managers ringside, so they didn't have people barking instructions. So, you know, it's just a lot of adrenaline. It fucking matter. Like, what do you want to do? You want to lose this? Like, I mean, be efficient about taking these people out. I mean, they're usually they're so used to going for pinfalls. They're not used to throwing people over the top rope. So it's an unfamiliar environment. Yeah, but when you, have, when you have someone about to throw someone over the top rope and then the guy just fucking, like, grabs him by the hair and pulls him back. What the fuck are you doing? Like, I, I told, you finish that guy and then grab him by the hair. Like. I told you when we were watching the match, if I saw, if we were doing a real-life Royal Rumble, yeah. and I saw that you were about to eliminate um, someone that I liked more than you, <laughs> I, I would punch you in the kidney, and I'd be like, fuck you, I don't want you to win the title. So I don't think that was the case most of the time, right? Where these guys weren't like buddies, like, you know. 
Uh, it seemed like it was mo. For, there were exceptions, but I think most of the time it was like a good guy breaking up, another good guy being eliminated, or vice versa, a bad guy getting it broken up. But if like I saw, yeah, you, but they're in a fucking match, like that they're supposed to be winning, right? Like you want the the idea is to win this match. If you were in the corner and you were hoisting Tim Matthew up above the turnbuckle, <laughs> and I saw that as I'm entering the ring, I would say. I like Tim more than I like Ryan, so I'm gonna I'm gonna knee Ryan in the gut, and I'm just gonna pull him out of there because I'm gonna save Tim. Because because if somebody's gonna win the title, it's not me. I would rather it be Tim than Ryan. That's what I that's what I'd I would be do. So fucking pissed, like, like I am now. Here, let's be efficient about this shit. Right. Like, well, you know, I got I let emotion dictate my shit. These, okay, we we've already talked about this, but wrestlers are not known for their logic. These are emotional creatures. If you see somebody like. I want to harm him more than I want to win for myself. So if you look at it from that perspective, it kind of makes sense. It's just it's the it's that, and then like and then like doing some move to like slam the other guy that they just saved like into the fucking middle of the ring instead mm-hmm. of throwing it, you know, like into the fucking middle of the ring. You just saved him and put him in the middle, <laughs> like the farthest point from exit of like all like you know. Okay, if so, you were on color commentary, I mean, I would pay good money for the the did, Ryan commentary. How about, how about eight? How about eight? How about, that was May I job. see that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, he was on a two-week winning streak. He's no longer on. Fuck. He's on a one-week losing streak. No. Yeah. One uh, episode losing streak. Uh, eight. Uh, so this will take the place of Sid Vicious versus Lee Scott, which Sid Vicious is Sid Justice, just so you know. Just thinking uh, about throwing Tim out of the fucking ring right now. But if I saw you going after him, I'd be like, I'm saving 10. <laughs> Fuck Ryan. Uh, is it eight? Yeah, is there any more discussion needs to be had? Yeah. Or if I if, if I just say like reasons why it shouldn't be eight, you're just going to like dig your heels in more, right? <laughs> no. I'm used to this after... No, eight's fine, yeah. Eight's, eight's fine. Because <laughs> uh, it, be, it should be five. No, it should be four. Yeah, it's, it should be it, it like had enough to get in the top ten, but it didn't have okay. it didn't have that it factor right. for me. Joey, it should be four, for the record. <laughs> I've had people ask me what my ranking would be, and we're like, oh, I don't really want to get started with my ranking on this shit. Like your ranking on on this one is that on what you're... all of them? Oh, like what my top five would be, which would be not anything close to your top five because your top five is scientifically flawed. But um, either way, okay, so eight. New number eight, so top ten match. That's yeah, pretty top good. Top ten match, yeah, that's pretty match. good. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm glad uh, we spent three episodes getting getting to number eight. So that's good. Perfect. So number eight out of thirty three. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. All right. Well, it's that time. I know Ryan is hungry. Even though I did eat, feed him uh, wheat thins. To be fair, <laughs> it, so, so those like, were pretty good, right? They were good, but like, I mean, sometimes you throw together like salmon or like something. <laughs> Let's say you have to prep salmon. I'm just saying sometimes you do and you get you know wheat thins today. And that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying on the you chose like the four hour episode and you went with you went with wheat thins. That which is which was nice. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just I think the other two hour episode you had salmon ready to go. <laughs> okay. Wheat thins are good. I enjoyed them. Hummus, wheat thins, beer. Good night. When was the last time you brought over any <laughs> beverages or anything whatsoever to my home, Ryan? Just out of curiosity. I'm trying to think. It's been a while. 
trying to think. So before you shit all over this snacks, healthy snacks, chickpea-based snacks that I provided (laughs) to you, you should check your fucking privilege because I've made you salmon multiple times. Yeah, at least twice. Those weren't even regular wheat fucking thins, pal. Those were tomato and basil. Those were like (laughs) fancy wheat thins with a garlic hummus. It was good. It and was he's good. shitting over it. He's like, I'm going to eat not fucking... shitting on it. I'm just You saying. were. You were complaining that it wasn't salmon. <laughs> You're such a fucking uppity piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Noted reptile expert and food critic, Ryan Murphy. Nothing's ever good enough for him. Let's just drop it. And <laughs> <laughs> this beer? Yeah, it's not even like a fucking Belgian IPA. It's just a regular IPA. What an asshole. Uh, all right. It's that time again. It's time for Eric's Wisdom Tree. No one's more excited for Eric's Wisdom Tree than Ryan because it notifies everyone it is the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Here's a, here's a, here's a recent thing that I, that I just sort of discovered. Uh, as as a, a man in his, let's just say, well into his 30s. I'm well into my 30s now. Uh, guys. I know from a price perspective, you just see Irish Spring and you're just like, I'm going to get Irish Spring. Like that's like a cheap soap. I don't need much. I just need something to wash dirt off of my body. But it is it is worth the extra investment for Dove. I found that my T-zone in particular was getting very dry. I'm not big on moisturizing. So by using Dove soap, I found the need to moisturize is lessened. So you're actually coming out ahead if you would ordinarily have a need to moisturize. So I would say do not skimp on cheap soap. It doesn't necessarily need to be Dove. Dove has the moisturizer built in. Uh, but if you're anything like me, if you're if you're getting older, you're finding that your T-zone is more dry. Uh, you don't, What's your T-zone? Your T-zone is the area right right around your uh, oh, your shit. eyebrow. So, that's so your T-zone? That's your T-zone. And so I found that I was using cheap soap, and I would get really dry, and like my eyebrows would develop. like It looked like dandruff, but it was just... You wash your face with like hand soap? Not hand soap, but like... Irish Spring. Like body wash type of like Irish Spring? A bar of Irish Spring you soap. You wash your face with that? It's... Yeah. What do you wash your face with? I mean, I try to do like just like cold water on my face. To like, oh, that's much better than Irish Spring, Ryan. Thank you for chastising. Well, me. also, mean? I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's if, not washing your face. You're opening that's, your pores, Eric. That's not soap, Ryan. That's just water. I understand, but how you're, are you coming down on me from your mountaintop, giving me lessons when you're just splashing water on your face? That's not washing. Okay. Also, when you wash your hair, you're getting a lot of like shampoo, like in those areas too, like on the forehead and the T zone. I would, I would. That's okay. Maybe you're getting some residual, but that's not washing your face. Are you telling me that you don't wash your face ever? Is that the revelation that's coming out of episode <laughs> episode twenty seven? When I when I when I wash my face, it's it's cold. It's a cold water like type of thing, and then I'm hitting it with shampoo on the side. That's not washing your face, Ryan. That's I think it's splashing okay. water. That's what that's what 1950s husbands do to like get ready to parent their children. They splash cold water on their face. They breathe in very heavily. They drink a little thing of coffee, and then they go about their. That's not washing. That's splashing. 
It opens up your pores, Eric. <laughs> that's that's complete. What do you mean? It opens open- up your pores. What? Nice cold up- water, refreshing, like in the shower too. Like with again, you hit it with the you hit it with the, the shampoo. You get it up there. No, I and I'm no skin expert. Clearly, you're not because this is terrible advice. How do you wash your hands? Do you just splash cold water on them? <laughs> I mean, you have that's. I mean, that's. We have hand soap. I don't have like. I don't. Especially with like. I don't know. Hold on, Eric. I don't think you're supposed to wash your face with like fucking bar body soap. Like. It's better than splashing cold water <laughs> like, on your face. It, briskly. I mean, you're saying like you're getting a little uppity on me here too. Like, yeah. With your fucking, I think that clearly, dries your fucking skin out, Eric. You're talking about your T zone, like. Clearly, you need this piece of wisdom. This is the most important piece of wisdom I've ever given for you, Ryan. So if you had to rank, I know that you love your little 33-match ranking that's mostly bullshit, but let me give you a ranking of washing your face as long as we're going with the longest episode of all time. So the bottom of washing your face would be doing nothing. (laughs) Immediately above doing nothing to wash your face would be splashing cold water on your face. It opens fucking pores, Eric. Why is cold water better than hot water, Ryan? I just said it. Because it opens up your pores? It opens your pores. It clears... It... Do you shower with cold water, Ryan? Because that would open up the pores on your skin to like clean it better. I... Or do you shower with hot water? Because hold, that's what actually cleans hold. your goddamn body. What, hot water? Yeah. In a shower. Yes, I understand, Eric. Most time I am showering in hot water. Oh, that's weird. But that doesn't open up your pores, Ryan. But so why can... Hey, <laughs> there's a dial on your fucking shower head, Eric. <laughs> Turn that for give give yourself fifteen seconds in cold water. It does wonders for your skin and your health in general. Can I feel your skin right now? No, please don't. <laughs> it's not a great example of like great skin. When you're honest. in the shower, you don't wash your face. I do wash my face. With what? I wash it with cold water. That's not washing, Ryan. <laughs> I don't think you understand the definition of the word washing. Washing implies that you're using soap and water. See, it's a it's a symmetrical sort of experience between the two. But if I am, like, you're rinsing your face. But, you're not washing your face. But I but I'm shampooing what's on my head on my face. You're washing is okay. Great. That's perfect. You're you're washing a surrounding area. So that means, by your logic, if I just wash my butt cheeks that means that my asshole is clean right because i'm washing the area around that some residual i don't don't understand when you're when you're when you're scrubbing in your hair that you're not getting like this area too like and i'm not saying that's like ideal moisturizing but you are cleaning your face with that you're you're not going i guarantee you're not going as thorough as you claim that you are because you, you're maybe getting your upper, like, forehead, maybe, like, outer cheeks, but you're not getting your nose, your but T-zone. That is not how you... You don't clean your face with bar soap either, Eric. You can't. It's better than not doing anything like yeah, but you're, you're acting like, that, like there's some sort of fucking cleaning, like, process that you use with bar soap to clean your T-zone. I'm saying the you, original point was if you're using cheap soap... It's worth the extra investment to go for a more expensive type of soap like Dove as opposed to doing a moisturizer because Dove has moisturizer built into it. But then at least either way, even if you're going the cheap soap route, at least you're washing yourself. So now we've established that not only does Ryan not wash his butthole, he also does not wash his face. So Greta, I don't, you're a saint. This is directed directly to you. I don't know how you put up with this unclean man. 
But we he doesn't have. We haven't determined any of this. First of all, you're just saying things now. You don't have a removable. You're slandering shower. me on this fucking podcast. You do not have a removable shower head. We've established that, so you can't have a clean butt. That's that's, that's not true. It's that's not have, true. I don't know where you're. Do com- you have a removable shower head? No. So you don't have a clean butt. That's <laughs> not. That's not how it works. He's holding, that, that, it works. No, that noise you're hearing right now is him holding the microphone as if he's a stand-up comedian. He's very on the defensive right now. I've got him on the ropes. So he can't clean his butt out properly because he doesn't have a removable shower head, and he's rinsing cold water on his face and saying, "Uh, clean enough." That's, that's that's what we're dealing with here. That's not it. And that's Eric's wisdom tree. <laughs> Eric's wisdom tree is that Ryan guy. He's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> Oh, steer, steer clear of his butt and his face if you ever get near him. And that's Eric's wisdom tree. This was fun tonight. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. What a horrible day for Ryan. It's fucking 10 o'clock already. I gotta go. I gotta he, he picks the wrong guy. Or he picks the right guy. And then for no reason whatsoever changes it. Then we find out He's rinsing his face. He's not even washing his face. Try washing your face, right? I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the outcome. And then uh, he's going to cap it off with Jack in the Box. That's the skin of a eighteen-year-old. No, your skin. I'm going to. Your skin looks fine. Thank you. But like, I don't know how it feels, and I'm not going to. You know, again, we talked about consent among co-hosts. I'm not going to feel his skin feels unless. Fine. Do you want? I a little oily. Can I give you a, a bar of Dove no, on your way home? No, no, I don't need. I need. I have cold water. There's no better ending than that. If you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. Tiny lips. <laughs>